that glorious day. Amen. Christ Jesus, our Lord. Give him a hand clap of praise as you take your seat. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. We'll dismiss all of our young people tonight and their teachers. Man, what a great song. Amen. As you were saying, if you don't feel that, your wood's wet. Amen. That's what he used to say. My dad used to say that all the time. It is an honor and a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Tonight's message fits it so well. Is kick it up a notch. Amen. Kick it up a notch. There's power in praise. Amen. There is power in praise. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 50 and verse 23, this truth. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, God said. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Amen. That's what he said. I'm going to read that again. Whoever offers praise, he says here, glorifies me. If you and I will just praise God, then we are glorifying him. Amen. I tell you what, I, I, it, it, does, it just amazes me. I do the same thing. We can go to some football games, and, man, we're doing some praising, amen. We are shouting. We are praising. I see grown men dancing, people running, right, and you thought the Holy Ghost hit them. No, 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 we just scored a touchdown, amen. We're behind 40 points, but we scored a touchdown, right? So I see a lot of praise. I see a lot of praise when it's time to eat, amen, somebody, right? Man, we get excited about it's time to eat. It's, I see a lot of praise at quitting time. I see a lot of praise at lunchtime at work. I see a lot of praise when it's payday. I see a lot of praise when the tax refund is coming. Amen, somebody. Amen. There's an awful lot of praise in this world, but the one we ought to be praising the most, I don't know that we praise him like we should. Amen. We ought to praise him. And we think about the goodness of God and what he's done for me. Amen. What did we say? It makes me want to what? Shout. Right? Shout, shout, shout. All what, Pastor? All night. Amen. It's all about praise. It's all about worship. It's all about glorifying and honoring God. And this is what he said to the psalmist here, David, as David was pinning this. He says, Whoever offers praise unto me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. I will show the mercies of God. I will show the blessings of God. I will show, God said, my salvation. When he said to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, he was talking about his son Jesus Christ and all the benefits that come with his son. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good. Amen. If we'll just praise him. Now, Mark didn't tell you to praise him. David didn't say praise him. God himself says to who that will praise him and glor will glorify his name. He said, and live right. He said, I will. That's what he said. Right, those praises those are those blessings from God. His salvation would be given to you and I. Amen. So we want to kick it up a notch. Is that all right? Now, last I checked, this is a holiness backgrounded church. Amen. So quietness is not in our DNA. It ain't in the vocabulary. Y'all with me? It ain't there. And so, again, it's not that way with any denomination. We should all praise God and honor God and worship him. But most of you holding this church, we don't mind letting some folks know we love Jesus. Amen. As I said, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, amen, I just want to praise him, shout, dance, all those things when you think about what God has done. So, again, we got to kick it up a notch. We, we got to go back into the enemy's camp, as it said, and take back what he stole from me. What did Satan steal from us? Our praise. Amen. Oh, he stole my family. He might have. 
He might have stole your job. He might have stole your wife. He might have stole your husband. He might have stole your children. He might have stole your bank account. All those things, but it's because we let him. And how do we let him? It starts with we quit. We quieten our praise. Amen? We quieten our praise. Praise brings down the salvation of God according to God himself in this passage. So we got to go back in the enemy's camp and take our praise back. Amen? Look at your neighbor, and I want you to practice. Y'all ready? Here's what I want you to do. Woo! Amen. Amen. Ain't that good? Huh? That felt good, did it not? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Now we're going to do it like Ric Flair would have done it. Y'all ready? Like your minute. Woo! Amen. Amen. Now I know you know how to do it. Let's just do it. Amen. Is that right? Amen. I love it. We got to praise God. We got to kick it up a notch. We gotta, we've sat back long enough and quit, we, we quit, we've quit praising God. Amen. And we wonder why we're not seeing what God used to do. What we used to do was praise God. Amen. I told y'all, I remember walking in some churches and we ain't even preached the word yet. And people done shout running the aisles. But it's because somebody started praising God. When we praise God, the chains come off. We sing that song, Chain Breaker. It starts with praise. Amen. Last I checked, when them two old boys was down there in that prison cell, right? Y'all remember who I'm talking about? When they was down in that prison cell, they began to praise God. And the Bible says when they praised him, then the stocks fell off. Then the prison doors opened. Then somebody got saved. Amen. You with me? It starts with praise. Amen. That's what they did. They wasn't down there having a pity party. We need to praise instead of pout. Come on, somebody. You with me? We need to praise instead of panic. That's what we got to do. Praise him, right? Praise him anyway. There's a song out there that Martina Big Bride used to sing. She talked about that, right? When you don't feel like singing, sing anyway. When you don't feel like praying, pray anyway. When you don't feel like praising, praise anyway. Amen? That's where it happens. Amen? That confuses Satan. It confuses him big time. When you and I ought to be laying there going, oh, God, I'm going to die. If you change that and go, oh, God, I'm going to live. Amen. You with me? Praise him. Because that's, it's not a lie. You're going to live whether you live here, whether you live there. And if you got Christ in you, guess what? You're already living. Is that right? Confusing. He looks at us like, that wasn't the response I was expecting. Is that right? And that's what makes him run because he's confused. He don't know what to do with you when he's confused. I was that way when I first entered into a holiness church for the first time. I walked in. I didn't know what to do with everybody. I wanted to leave, right, because I didn't know what to do, right? I wasn't saved, and that just looked like people was crazy, and I just was trying to find the door. But once I understood what was going on, I found myself wanting to join with them, amen? I remember the first time I got in a march around the church. Y'all, raise your hand, been in a march around the church. Boy, it's going to happen here. Y'all going to have to jump in one day. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm telling you, huh? I remember the first time I seen that happen, and I thought, boy, them people that lost their mind. But once I got saved, and man, I started to understand what was happening, I couldn't wait for somebody to start just going. Because I want to go with them. I tell you, you do it all the time with Sister uh, Bowen that comes to church here. Buddy, she get feeling the presence of God, she start going, and before you know it, there was a train of people going around the church. And the praises of God would begin to fall in the church, and people began to get blessed, and healing took place, a lot of things. When praise happens, God happens. Amen. When praise happens, God happens. He's going to be around those that praise him. That's what he does. The Bible talks about that. Right? He inhabits the praise of his people. Is that right? Inhabits means 
He desires it. He wants it around him constantly. He desires that praise. And wherever the praise is, is where you're going to find him. Amen? That's where he's going to be. And that's why he said, my salvation will be shown to those who praise and glorify me. That's what God said. So I want to take you to Judges chapter 7. Now that you know where we're going, amen, we're going to kick it up a notch. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to do that thing tonight. We're going to do that, right? I'm going to show you where he took it from 30,000 people to 300, 3% of the people. Ain't God something? Look at your neighbor and say, was that not something else? God took it from 30,000 down to 300, and if you do your math right, 3%. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, right? He said, I don't want people to think man done that. I want to know God did that. So you have 3% proven the Trinity, amen? So here we are, Judges chapter 7. That was free, didn't cost anything, by the way. Judges chapter 7, we're going to, the, the, the whole text is from verse 1 through 22. I encourage you to read it, but I'm going to drop down to verse 12 just for time's sake. But you know the story here. Gideon, here was facing the Midianites and the Amalekites. And the Bible talks about the number of these people was so great that they were, they were like grasshoppers in the plain, just Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of these guys out there in the plains look like grasshoppers all over the field, the Bible says. Their camels were innumerable, just out everywhere. They had, this was a formidable army that had come against the children of God. And God says to Gideon here, he said, look, I'm going to deliver the Midianites into your hands. But he said, the people you got with you is too many. Now, if you're like me, I'd have looked at God and said, do what? <laughs> Especially after I'd seen all them people out there in the middle of that, that that was out, that he said it was like grasshoppers. Him and one other guy went down there to look. God told him, Go, I want you to look. 300, I mean, 30,000 guys, he said, You got too many. And God said, I want you to go back and I want you to tell them, you know, if you're afraid of fighting, whatever's going to happen, this is, fixing to get, this is fixing to happen. And if you don't think you can do that, there's no harm, no foul. You need to go ahead and leave now. And just over 22,000 of them left and went back home. I'm going to say to you tonight the same thing that Gideon said to those people. We're going to start praising God in this church, and if that's not something you think you can do, you might want to go somewhere else, amen? Because we're going to praise God, amen? That's what we're going to do. And I mean that with all due respect. I don't want any of y'all go nowhere, but I mean the truth's the truth, amen? We're going to worship God. We don't want to hinder God. He said, don't quench the spirit of God. Now, I'm not telling you get up here and act a fool if God's not in it now. I'm just telling you, amen? But let's worship God. Let's praise Him, amen? So 22,000, just over 22,000 left and went home. Left them with a little small number of people. And God said, hey, Gideon, that's still too many. Right? That's still too many. We're going to take it down from that. And he gets it down to 300 people. And then God looks at him and says, that's just what we need right there. huh? 300 of them. You know the story. He tells them to take that group of people, go down there to the water brook there. He said where the water's at. He said all of them to get on their knees and bow their head down and drink out of the Brook, that's the ones that I don't want you to take with you. Those that go down and they reach down and get it out of the, out of the brook on their hands and they lap like a dog, that's the ones I want you to keep. 300 of them did it. Amen, 300. I'm going to give you something else. This ain't going to cost you nothing either. We'll get right back into praise. Why did he do that? Because if you're on your knees and you bow down, you're already in a defeated position. Not to mention, if you know you're about to be in a battle, why would you not keep your eyes up and pay attention? Because he tells us to be vigilant, to be sober-minded, because our enemy is ready amen but those people that went down and grabbed that water they had their eyes up and they could drink and still look is that not right amen they were ready they were ready i want my eyes open amen because i want to watch when god moves when god moves we're going to see our enemies run amen you'll see that here in just a minute you'll see victory that's imminent 
But it all begins with praise. And I'm going to show you that right here in just a second. So now that you know the story, let's dive in here to verse 12. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to praise God. Amen. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. Big number of people. Amen. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told him a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of, the Mid of Midian and came, came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along. Amen. So this, this man comes up to him, tells him this dream that he's seen. He's seen this cake of barley bread tumbling into the host of the Midians, and they were smote and they fell and, and, and overturned it, and the tent lay along. Now I'm going to give you something else that don't cost you nothing. If you want something to praise about, I'm going to show you Jesus. Amen. He said in this dream he saw, and there was this cake of barley bread. Look at your neighbor and say bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. And he saw this bread tumbling on into the enemy's camp. And as soon as it tumbled in, they were defeated. Amen. Jesus is our victory. Amen. And that's exactly what he was showing them. So if you ain't got enough to praise him for, we ought to praise him for that. Because you see, Gideon here in just a minute gets pumped up when he heard that. Amen. He believed God, but you know there was some doubt in there. But when this rank stranger comes up and said, I had this dream. And this bread's going to roll in and they're going to be defeated and they're going to be overwhelmed to the point that everything's going to be destroyed. Even their tents are going to be laying down on the ground. Amen. The Bible says that, that, that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. And now you see Jesus here represented in this bread walking in and just ending it all right there. Amen. Proof positive that he had his hand upon him. Just what he said to the psalmist David, where there's praise, right? He said, I'm going to be there. My salvation will be there in the form of Jesus. Verse 14, and his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so, in verse 15, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream at the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped. Come on, somebody. He praised. When he heard that God had already defeated him, amen, he said he praised. Now, had them people been defeated yet? Physically, in his own eyes, had they been? No. But he had the reassurance of God that victory belongs to him and vengeance is his. And if he says it's already done, it's already done. So Gideon didn't know anything else to do but just begin to praise God for the victory that was going to happen. Amen. And it hadn't even happened yet. Let me just tell you something. There's a fine line between name it and claim it, right? I'm not saying just willy nilly go out and say, God, I'm going to have that purple, new, brand new Lamborghini. Yellow stripe with white wall tires, all that stuff. And I'm going to praise you because I know it's already going to happen. I ain't talking about all that stuff. I'm talking about when you know God has spoken to you and a real issue in your life is going to be moved and he tells you, I've already taken care of it. Amen? How many of us will we not praise God if we knew for certain that God had already taken care of it? Every one of us would. Amen? So he didn't know anything else to do but begin to praise God. He just began to worship God. And that's what you see in this story fixing to take place. The Bible said when he heard those things, he began to worship. And returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Amen. He went back and said, Guys, y'all ain't going to believe what just happened. God has already defeated the Midian army. Amen. I'm here. God sent me here today to tell you God has already defeated the enemy in your life. 
All you got to do is start praising him, amen? All you got to do is just worship. Pastor, that's the stupidest thing I've heard. I'm going to feel like an idiot standing up and saying, Oh, praise your name, Lord, for defeating that enemy in my life when, all of, when I know all of good and well is still sitting right over there. And it'll continue to sit there until you start praising, amen? You got to praise first, amen? God's waiting on me and you to praise him. Well, I've just been waiting on God. He's been waiting on us, amen? He's already told us, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Victory is in the hands of Almighty God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please write down Psalms 50 and 23. Please print that out put it on your mirror, right? It's already happened. All you got to do is praise Him. He said so. Amen? Praise Him. And the answer is there. Amen? It's already taken care of. Man, He just walked into the camp of every one of them and said, Look, it's over. God has delivered them into your hand. Now, I want you to know something. You know that had to excite the children of Israel, 300 of them. They know they were outnumbered, but how many of you know that nothing can stand against you and I when God's in our lives, amen? There's nothing. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, amen? It doesn't matter how much they got. It don't matter how much money they've got. It don't matter how big the enemy looks. He won't prosper against you. For greater is he that is in us, the Bible said, than he that is in the world, Amen? I hear you preacher, but I'm getting beat up every day. Start praising. Amen? Start praising instead of panicking. Start praising instead of pouting. Amen? We got to get up off the mat. Amen? We got to get up just like, just like Rocky Balboa had to get up, right? You got to peel yourself up off the mat. Jesus is sitting back like Adrian saying, Rocco, Rocco, get up! You know? He's just wanting me and you to get up. Is that right? He's our biggest cheerleader. He's just telling us, what are you doing down there? Victory's yours. Stand. Amen? Stand and see the salvation of the Lord is what he tells us. Praise him. Amen? I love the, the statue of Rocky. They tell me he's really in Philadelphia. He's got his hands up like this, right? And he's in, a, he's, in a, he's in a victory stance with his hands up. Praising is what he's doing. Just thinking that he wasn't killed in the ring. You and I ought to be doing the same thing. Amen? Because of Jesus, we ought to have our hands up running around like OET. Y'all remember that movie? When he saw that little girl, he was with, ah! He ran, he had his hands up, right? Running. Man, that's the way we ought to be in the house of God. We ought to have our hands up and just shouting and praising God, amen? Because victory is ours. I should have showed that video, amen? That would have went just fine with this. But look, there ain't nothing wrong with telling the people around you that God has delivered. You just got to believe and praise, amen? We ain't doing enough of that anymore. I remember in churches people praising God and, and thanking God for healing them, and he ain't even done it yet. But he did, amen, he did. I remember people praying and praising God for, for, for loved ones to be saved, and they weren't even saved yet, but they were, amen, they were. Brother Kevin's not here tonight, Sister Kelly, but I can tell you many times, we've, we've said it before, so he knows and she knows. She prayed for Brother Kevin for 20-some years before he was ever saved. She kept praising God for it anyway. Brother Kevin's saved today. He comes out every Sunday and every Wednesday, amen. It happens, it works, but it starts with praise. Amen? And believing and trusting in God. So he told him. I love it that he told him. Excited. They ought to have been excited, Mark, beside that. And he divided the 300 men into three companies. Now listen. So you got 100 men over here, 100 men over here, and 100 men over here. That ain't a whole lot of folks. But he divided them up. That's all he had. Divided them into three, these 300 men into three companies. He put a trumpet, this is verse 16, in every, one of, every man's hands. He put a trumpet in every man's hands. A trumpet in every man's hands. What are you going to do with a trumpet? What are you going to do? Your enemy ain't going to run because you got a trumpet in your hand. 
I can tell you right now. But he put a trumpet in the hand for what reason? He intended for him to praise God, amen? He put a trumpet in every man's hands and, and, and with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. He gave every man a trumpet and light, amen? He gave every man a trumpet and light that he put in the vessels. Now, I'm going to go some. Y'all better, I'm going to run, I'm telling you. I think y'all just jump in behind me if I do. He put a trumpet in one hand, the light in another hand, in empty vessels. These are empty vessels, amen? But when you put Christ in the empty vessel and you put praise with the light, whoo boy, amen? Victory happens, amen? He put a trumpet in one hand, the light in the other hand, and let me tell you what he does. Golly, y'all, y'all feeling what I'm feeling? Y'all ain't feeling what I'm feeling. It was your dinner or something, but I'm telling you, we got to praise. He said to them in verse 17, look on me. That's what he said. He's not, look at me. Pay attention. Because you know they were already looking at him like, have you lost your mind? We were thinking swords, bazookas, something. He stuck a trumpet in their hands and a light in the other hand. And then he says to them, now look on me. Look at me, he says, and do likewise. When you see me, whatever I do, he says, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall you do. Amen. As I do, so shall you do. Now, I got to believe they was really focused on old Gideon. Probably thinking, I sure hope you're going to break bad with some karate or something that we're all going to do too. They didn't know what he was going to do, but he said, you just keep your eyes on me. And whatever you see me doing, that's what I want you to do. Amen. And so he divides them up and he sets them all around the armies of the Midianites and and the Amalekites down in this valley. And so here they were surrounding on all three sides as much as they could with a hundred in each camp. He says here in verse 18, When I blow with a trumpet and all that are with me, then blow you the trumpets also on every side of all the camp. And say, shout it, amen. Say it, not mumble it. You got to remember, there wasn't no megaphones. There wasn't no microphones. Right, So how in the world are these people down in that valley, down way down there, going to hear these 300 men saying what he tells them to say? How's it going to happen? He tells them, here, I want you to blow that trumpet when you see us blow it, and you holler it out, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Amen? The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So he says, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start praising, and you start praising. And what we're going to say is we're going to lift up the name of the Lord. Amen? And we're going to shout it to the rooftops. Now, you got to understand, again, it's a long way away. 300 people can't make a whole lot of noise when you're spread out all around the countryside. But what we fail to realize is God can amplify any voice. Amen? God can multiply any voice. And when a little bit of praise comes from one of his children, God amplifies it. That that praise is heard down every street throughout heaven. And all through this universe, I can assure you of that, amen? When his people praise him, it's not just stuck in this building, it echoes down the halls of heaven, amen? And people hear, all those, all those creations that are in heaven, hear the praise of God's people, amen? And it just begins to rattle the rafters in heaven, amen? Amen? They began to blow those trumpets, and then folks got excited, and he said, when you hear me say, right, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, you holler it with me. Can you imagine those guys hollering to the top of their lungs, blowing those trumpets in praise, 
taking their mouth off it and said, The sword of the Lord in Gideon, as hard as they could say it. Amen? Can you imagine the shout that was heard down in that bottom of that valley? And then he goes a little step further. Amen? Starting with the praise of God's people. They didn't attack first. They praised God here and let them know that it was God that was coming against them. He says here, so Gideon, in verse 19, and the hundred, the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. They had but newly set the watch. They hadn't even been there much for very long. And they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands that the light could be exposed. Amen. Broke the pitchers that the light could be exposed. I'm going to say that again. They broke the pitchers so that the light could be exposed. They broke the vessels so the light could be exposed. You got to get out of the way, amen. If you're going to praise God, the first thing you got to do is get out of the way, amen. And, and let God, let his light come forth because that's what changes things. These old vessels that we've got, we just, we just keep Jesus closed up. He's in there. That's why the Bible tells us to stir up the gift of God that's within you. Amen? It's in there. We've got to let the praise out. We've got to let the praise out. We've got to let the light out. That's what changes things. Amen? That's what changes it. And it says here that he began to tell them, these hundred men that were with him came to the outside of the camp, beginning in the middle watch. They, put new, they hadn't been there long that they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. And the 300 companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, making this, this noise, right? Not only was the trumpet sounding, but this breaking of these vessels were sounding. Light was being exposed, right? And it says here, and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. Amen. And they cried, they shouted, they praised the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Amen. That's what they did. Can you get that picture? All at one time. All at one time, unisons, one mind and one accord. That's why he said, focus on me. Do as I do, right? So that there was no confusion. You didn't want 100 of them blowing a trumpet over here and breaking the vessels before the other 100 broke theirs and blew a trumpet. And then this group says, oh, we missed it. And so they start blowing their trumpet and breaking vessels. That ain't going to scare anybody. But when you get them all together, the voice of little is much with God. Amen? You with me? The voice of one is much with God. If you're the only one praising, praise him anyway. Because it'll change the service. It'll change your life. It'll change somebody else's life. It will change things. Atmosphere changes when praise begins to happen. Amen? That's what takes place. The atmosphere wasn't any different here until praise began to happen. That's when the atmosphere changed. Is that not good? Man, that's good stuff. So it goes on to say here in verse 20, and the three, 300, or the three companies blew the trumpets, as I said, and broke the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands, the trumpets in their right hands, and blew with all, and they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the hosts, right, the Midians and, and, the, and, the, and the Amalekites, and cried and fled. As soon as they heard the praise of God's people and the noise of God's people and they saw the light of God, it says here that they all began to run and they flee. And, they flee. and the 300 blew the trumpets in verse 22. And the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. They began to fight with each other. Amen. When praise happens, Satan, he's, no, he's of no contest. Amen. They begin to fight amongst themselves. Even throughout all the hosts, it says, and the hosts fled to uh, Bashatah in Zeroth, and in the border of Abba Mahalah, that's my best I got, unto Tabith, amen? 
They all began to flee. They all, all began to run. When the praise begins to happen, Satan begins to run. Look at your neighbor and say, when the praise begins to happen, Satan begins to run. Amen. When praise goes up, victory is inevitable. Amen. If it's true praise, God said he's going to be there. And his salvation is going to be there. Amen. That's what he said. That's not an if, and, or maybe. That is a promise from God. We read it in Psalm 50, 23. If we'll just praise him and live aright, live the best life we can and praise him, his salvation follows. Amen. Everywhere that we go. And where salvation is, victory is. Amen. Praise brings about what? Presence. Amen. Praise, as I said to you, brings about presence. We see it here with Gideon. When the praise happened, the presence of God was there. Amen. Praise brings about presence. Praise brings about power. Amen. When you begin to praise, the power comes down. Amen. Power follows praise. Everywhere there's praise, there's power because God is powerful. Praise brings about prosperity. Amen. Where God's at, blessings follow. Is that not right? God always blesses his people. So if we're just praising, presence follows, power follows, prosperity follows, provision follows. Come on, somebody. Peace follows, pardon follows, perfection follows. When we praise, all of those things follow. Amen? When you and I praise, his perfection is in his son, Jesus Christ, and we're as perfect as we're going to be in him. When we praise him, his pardon comes for forgiveness of sins. When we praise him, and the peace that passes to all understanding comes when we praise him. Amen? I don't know what else to tell you. Praise him. Amen? Just praise him. That's all we got to do. Just praise him. You want the answer to the Bible? Praise. Praise him. Praise God for his son, Jesus Christ. Praise him for his blessings. Praise Him for His prosperity. Praise Him for His provision. Praise Him for His protection. Amen. Praise Him. And everything else will happen. Everything else follows. These guys didn't have some big, some big war plan. They didn't, they didn't consult with the Pentagon. Amen. They didn't at all. All it was, God was saying, look, if you just stand up here and praise me, I'll do the rest. That's all I need you to do. I don't need all those guys. I don't need no large army. That's man-made stuff. All I need is an army to praise me. That's all he needs. Is that right? God wants you and I to praise him. Our biggest weapon against Satan is praise. Let me ask you a question. You may not have even considered this. Why do you think the mouth is one of the most deadly things on a human body? Why? Satan understands the power of the mouth, right? The Bible says it this way. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Amen? Life and death and the power of the tongue. There is victory and defeat in the power of the tongue. Let me translate that for you. There is victory and defeat in the power of the tongue. This is the greatest weapon you and I own. Your mouth. My mouth, your mouth. That mouth that your mama used to love to smack. Amen? It's the greatest weapon you have. You know what your mama was doing? Sharpening your tongue. Amen? Sharpening your mouth. Preparing your mouth for praise instead of what we're doing with it. This is why it's deadly to use that mouth to talk about somebody. That's why it's deadly to use our mouths to put people down, to speak negativity. That's why. Because it's designed to praise. That's why Satan uses our mouth more than anything else in our body. Amen? Did you know that? 
It's not, it's not our feet, it's not our hands. It's not anything else you can think of in your body, because I know y'all thinking like a lot of us do, right? There's all kinds of reasons that we all sin. The mouth is the worst one. He tells us that the tongue is one of the smallest vessels on the body, like a rudder is on a ship. One of the smallest vessels on the ship, yet it's mighty enough to turn the entire vessel. Think about it. It's a little bitty old, compared to the ship, it's a little bitty old thing that when it, when it turns the steering wheel, it just turns a little bit, and it's able to turn a several hundred ton vessel. Our mouse, used the wrong way, turns so many people away from God. Amen? But boy, if we, turn, if we sharpen our tongues properly, and we get these things in tune, amen, and we get, we get all tuned up and we start praising God, it don't turn them away from God, it turns them to God, amen? And instead of pushing God away, it begins to draw God, amen? And when we draw God, everything else changes. Is that not right? It starts with praise, amen? Look, you ain't got to be able to quote the Bible backwards and forwards to watch God move. I would encourage you. You need to know it so you can fight. But if you know how to praise, I mean, half the battle's already won. I mean, the majority, I mean, all the battle. Let's just be honest. If you just know how to praise God, you believe in Him, everything else is taken care of. Is that right? He'll do everything else. But it starts with praise. Well, preacher, that sounds awful easy, does it? Put yourself in Gideon's shoes. How easy was it for Gideon? Think about it. He's a human just like you and I. God said, now I want you to go down and I want you to check the camp out, check the host out. God wanted him to see what was about to happen. Sometimes God sends you and I into some places we don't want to go. Why? Because he wants you to see what he's about to do. And if you're like me, I'm usually complaining when I'm going into those places. I don't want to be here. This is a terrible place to be. God, I don't want to be in this situation. I'd rather be healed. God, I want to be, you know what we do. But all God's doing is wanting you and I to get into over there in front of the enemy's camp and just take a good look at it because you ain't going to see it the same any longer from that moment going forward. If you're praising, he wants you to see what it used to look like and then what it's about to look like. Amen? He tells him, he says, son, I want you to go look. But I love what he says next. But if you're too scared, if it worries you just a little bit, carry somebody with you. I can't say that guy's name. It starts with P. But he says, you go get him and let him go with you, right? Sometimes we're a little bit scared where God sends us, right? I think about Brother Johnny a lot of times. I'm sure in his spirit there was a little bit of fear where God had sent Brother Johnny. But he continued. I was, I was praising God for him just here just the other day when I was talking to somebody. I said, I've seen it done right. Amen? I have. And only a handful of times I could honestly say in my lifetime I've seen it done right like that. It's easy. The mouth can say anything when everything's going well. But what are you going to do when it ain't going the way you think it ought to go? Are we going to praise or are we going to pout? Amen. Everybody in this church, look at me. I'm going to do you like Gideon. Look at me. Every one of us in this church watched how it's supposed to be done. Amen. There was a Gideon sitting here and we didn't even realize it. Sat right back there beside Brother Pat just a few rows over. Amen. Johnny Henley. Gideon of the day showed us no matter how large the enemy might have looked in front of him he said Lord I'm going to go anyway amen he went all the way all the way to the enemy's camp 
And you know what I could hear Brother Johnny saying? Amen? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Is that right? Is that right? And I could see praise with Brother Johnny a lot of times as I'm standing up here knowing he wasn't feeling well. And I'd see him back here moving his lips, singing a song. I could see Brother Johnny clapping when he didn't feel like clapping. He was praising anyway. Amen? Because he knew that God had it anyway. He knew victory was evident. It was imminent. It was evident. It was going to happen, whether it was here or whether it was there. Amen? God's going to take you to the enemy's camp. He's going to take you to some places you don't want to go. But he's waiting to see if we're going to praise him when we see it or whether we're going to run. Amen? And sometimes we may not feel like we can do it on our own, so we send somebody with you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're just an Aaron. Remember Moses? Lord, I, 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 I can't. I, I. Is that right? I have a speech. In, I, 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 can't, I, I, I can't, right? Stuttering problem. God said, I didn't stutter, son. Amen? Take your brother with you. He speaks just fine. Amen? It doesn't change God's mind. When you and I walk through some valleys, when you and I are faced by the enemy like, like, like Gideon was here, I'm sure he could probably went to the Lord and been pouting an awful lot. Oh, God, what are you doing? 30,000 men ain't no contest for that bunch of people down there. Now you're reducing it down to 300, right? But you know what he did? He went anyway. And he was praising all the way. And God delivered. Now let me ask you another question. How great you think his praise was after the fact? Amen? I mean, the Bible says that they were praising and it was loud because the trumpets were blowing and the people were shouting to the top of their lungs. But how many of you know they kicked it up a notch? Amen. When they saw what God did and they saw those men destroying themselves and then they watched them in run and flee for no apparent reason, these guys hadn't moved. Remember the Bible said he told them stand still. They ain't went anywhere. But these guys were running, Brother Robert. They were running. And you know, these old boys here got excited and pursued. Amen. Why do we let Satan be the pursuer when you and I have the power to make him be the pursuer? Amen. Instead of us running from Satan, what would it look like if we ran at him? Amen. Think about little David. This story here is all about, you, you can see David and Goliath in this story, can you not? That big old man stood out in front of them and said, I double, I double dog dare you, amen, to step out here. And a little old boy stepped out there. And the Bible says that when, when, when this giant took a step toward David, that he ran toward him. Can you imagine what that looked like? It looked like a cockroach running to Mount Rushmore. Huh? He even said it. You, you send a dog, that's what he said, to fight against me? Basically saying, I am huge, and this little dude, I can't even see him down there. But when this little old cockroach went to running, it confused the giant. He didn't even move. He just stood there like, I don't know what to do. He's coming. I see it. I don't believe it. I, I don't know what I should do. He, just kinda, he was just mesmerized. The enemy is mesmerized when you and I quit running that way. Look, get, to, get this picture. Here we go. Here we go. We're running, 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 and all of a sudden we go. Wait a minute. The Bible says, greater is he that in me than he that's in the world. What am I doing? Right? And we quote all these scriptures, so we just stop and we turn around and we look at him and we think, I'm running. 
You're running from an enemy who has no claws and no teeth. He just got a bunch of hair and a big roar and he slobbers everybody. That's it. His power was taken across a little over 2,000 years ago. Period. So you turn around, you look at him, you say, Well, I'm going to run. And so you run at him and he stops and looks at you and goes, What are you doing? Right? And then he's hoping you're going to stop, but when you don't stop, he just starts doing what? Huh? He's confused. Y'all remember that little old lizard? It's a little bitty thing. It has no weapon whatsoever except this. He blows his teeth out. And they're pink and red looking. And he's got a little tail and his hands are up here and he runs kind of like this. And he, That's what he does. He just kind of runs at you like this. He turns. Have y'all ever seen that? If y'all can find that, Brother Danny, find that. And, and he just starts running at his enemy. Now, he knows he ain't got no, he ain't got no teeth. If he does, they ain't going to do nothing to that guy. He's got no teeth. He's a little bitty old thing. He's just a, he's like a toothpick. That's it. But he runs at him with all of his might, right? And he just makes a bunch of noise. He's running at him like this, and usually whatever's attacking him just goes, you know, and goes the other way because they're not expecting it. It catches them off guard. That's what happens when you and I start praising God. The, the sad part is, is that, we don't know what praise looks like in the church anymore. You let somebody start praising God in the church, and there'll be three deacons coming to get you and escort you out of the building because they don't know what you're doing. The preacher says, go get them. They're interrupting the service. No, they ain't interrupting the service. They're trying to kickstart the service. Amen? And when you usher out the praise, man, you're ushering in the presence of something you don't want. Amen? You start praising and people don't even know what to do in the church anymore. Much less the world. Used to, the world thought we was crazy when you praise in the church. Now the church thinks we're crazy when you praise in the church. Amen? We need to remember our praise. We've lost our praise. Amen? And we've lost it because we've forgotten how powerful our God is. Is that right? And so the enemy just sits in here. And he does what he does. And at the end of the service, we walk out as sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. Amen? We know what it sounds like, but we hadn't done it in so long that we're a little out of tune. Amen? We're just a little out of tune. Appears to me here, Gideon's boys might have been a little out of tune, but God was tuning them up. Amen? And something powerful was about to happen. I want to I close you with this here today. Close on this. Not only was this powerful to Gideon and to the 300 men that were with him, but this praise went throughout the land. Amen? When it was heard of what happened with Gideon and these 300 men and how this praise defeated this entire army, this multitude, it was noised abroad all over the place. And it caused great fear to fall upon the enemies of the children of Israel. To the point that they just wanted to stay back. If you and I will start praising God, it will be noised abroad in our families, on our jobs, in our own lives, in our church, and in this community. And guys, we've been talking about going beyond ankle deep, right? We've been talking about don't look back, right? Go forward. We've been talking about going beyond the veil, 
right, where God's presence is. And we're telling you today to praise. Amen? If we'll pray, if we'll just praise Him, people come. Amen? If we'll just praise Him, problems go away. Amen? If we just praise Him, wonderful things begin to happen. Change happens. See, Satan has, has corrupted the church's mind into thinking that change is a bad thing. But salvation's all about change. Amen? He said, we gotta, we got to be transformed, translated, changed. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Renewing of our minds meaning the renewing of our spirit. Amen? The renewing of our soul. The renewing of who you are. It starts with change. And change is uncomfortable. And change is confusing. Because we like things, the status quo. Is that right? But change does this to us. It takes us to the edge of our box. Amen? It gets us in our uncomfortable zone. Amen? Satan tells us that in our uncomfortable zone is where you will be depressed and anxiety at a high level. Imagine yourself standing on the cliff of a mountain that is five miles high. And you're on the very edge of it with nothing but death looking you in the eyes and the wind blowing. Imagine your anxiety level at that moment. But right there is where God can change you. Amen? Because when we back up to our comfort zone, that's where we are. But when you get out here where we're uncomfortable, that's where God is. Amen? Change happens at the end of our comfort zone. Amen? Y'all with me? I challenge you today, get out of the box. Amen? Step outside the lines. Get out on the edge a little bit with God. Trust Him. He said, Gideon, I want you to go to the edge of the enemy's camp. I want you to get to the edge of the enemy's I mean, he was so close, if he would have burped, they'd have hurt him. He was that close to him. He said, I don't want you to stand over here afar off with your binoculars looking at him. He said, son, I want you to feel what it feels like to trust me. Listen to me, church. Wherever you are right now, whatever's going on in your life, get on the edge with God. Step out there as far as he tells you to go. Get over there because he's wanting to whisper something in our ear. Amen? you got to get all the other things out of your way and out of your view before you can really focus on God. Amen? And the beauty of God is he's going to take you right in front of the enemy and tell you what he's going to do close enough that the enemy hears it too. Amen? That's the way God operates. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm also going to tell that old enemy of yours what I'm going to do too and dare him to do something about it. Come on now, y'all didn't hear what I said. Amen? That's what, he took him to the edge of the enemy's camp. Right? He got him right out there and said, Gideon, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to take place. What you see there today will not be what you see tomorrow. Amen? I'm going to let you know. You will know as of tomorrow who your God is. Amen? But you got to get over here. You got to leave all that behind, Pastor Damien. You got to go beyond ankle deep. Isn't that right? You got to go right to the veil to put yourself in a position to hear the voice of God. Amen? Golly, y'all. That's where it's at. That's where it begins. That's where it's at. Praise. Amen? Praise will take you to the ends of your limits if that's exactly where Jesus picks it up. Amen? 
It'll take you to the end of your limit when you don't know anything else to do. Lord, I'm doing all I know to do, and all I know to do is praise you. And then Jesus said, I'll take it from here. Amen? I'll take it from here. Oh, golly. I'll take it from here. Amen? That's it. So I want us to praise tonight. Is that all right? We're going to praise. I want to pray with you tonight. We got to kick it up a notch, church. Amen? Kick it up a notch. How many of you in church really don't sing much because you're ashamed of how you sound? Ain't none of y'all worse than me and Pastor Keith. And Brother Clay, he ain't here. Right, us three, now we think we're awesome. In fact, we're going to start a trio. And y'all going to be who we practice with. Yeah, how about they talking about some trust in God, amen? We're going to see if y'all praise when we start singing. Now we sing in tune, but I'm in a tune, Keith's in a tune, and Clay's in a whole nother tune. Amen? But I know, I know some of us probably hadn't sung in a long time in church because we're worried about what somebody's going to say. Or we'll sing real low so nobody can hear us. But guys, listen to me. If you and I praise the way we should praise, these folks up here ought to be losing track of their beat because they can't hear. Amen? I know because me and Keith sometimes, when we was at the Presbyterian Church, we was pretty close to Sister Heather. And we were singing, and sometimes we'd get her. I'd sing off the, I'd be on the wrong line. And I'm just a singing, and Sister Heather, bless her, she'd be singing with me, and we'd both get off the wrong line. I misled her, because I'm on a whole other spot, but she heard me so much. Amen, you remember that? Huh? We ought to sing so loud that the worship team has to keep their These guys are to get us started, but we're supposed to take it from there, amen? Right? They're just going to get you. It's almost like, y'all remember little Barney when he was trying to sing in the choir? And somebody hit one of the little things, right? And he'd go, hmm. Is that right? <laughs> That's what they're doing. All they're doing is just saying, all right, here's the beat we're going to have. Here's the key. Bang. We get started. And then they just turn it over to us. You're the choir. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the choir. This ain't the choir. We don't have a choir. On the stage, you're the choir. I'm the choir. This is the, this is the music and the worship to the choir. And we all sing praise unto who? God. Amen? We're singing to an audience of one. Amen? God. So tonight, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. Now listen, if you sit beside somebody that you think is going to make fun of you, we got plenty of room spread out. Spread out. Get away from them. If they're going to make fun of you, go, hush, hush. You know, if you like me, when I sit beside my wife, she's over to hush, hush. <laughs> I'm trying to praise God. And she's like, praise him a little bit, a little softer. 